Tiger fans, welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts, whether it be the Apple Podcast app, the Google Podcast app, Spotify, and of course YouTube. So make sure you follow the show and tell every Tiger that you know. And remember, when you support Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, it all helps the cause, which is the I love Jackson State University. All right, the last of the major sports pro leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season with MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering, news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. So head on over to Bet Online today to get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we are joined by a familiar face and a familiar voice. You see him all the time. You hear him all the time. Broadcasting SWAT games all over ESPN. And fortunately for us, we'll have him all to ourselves this weekend as we host Texas Southern. The great, the legendary Butch Alcindor. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Are you, you are way too kind, Corey. Way too kind. Appreciate it, man. Hey, anytime. Anytime. I, I'm only honest, man. And, I, you know, but again, this is becoming a tradition for us every year. And uh, you don't hesitate. I know you're busy prepping for the game, but you always always carve out some time for us. So we truly, truly appreciate not only you coming on the show, but we appreciate what you do on Saturdays, broadcasting the games, obviously, not just for Jackson State, but just for HBCUs as a whole, just for us to obviously show the world our talents and then put our, our, our student athletes on display so they can have an opportunity to go on to the next level as well. No better platform than ESPN. So we appreciate you. Well, I really enjoy it, man. It's a lot of fun. And, the, you know, the SWAC has grown so much in just the last four years. I mean, it, it's it's an incredible, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's always been a following for the SWAC. You know, the SWAC has always had tradition and a lot mm-hmm. of great things. And the ESPN contract and things are just, it just put more eyeballs on the SWAC. And that that's always a good thing. Yeah, it's definitely a great feeling to be able to watch. You know, I know every team isn't on every week, but it seems like Jackson State has been on. Well, we have. We've been on every single week. So there's no better feeling than to know that you all will always get to see our Tigers. And it's usually you telling us about it. So, so absolutely. We appreciate it. Now we want to get down into this matchup coming up. Obviously, you know, all things Houston, it, it, it always goes through you when we're talking about Houston. So no one, no one better to bring you on. I know this is the fifth Jackson State game for you. And I want to say the third for our opponent, Texas Southern, so no better person to come on and talk about this team. Uh, not having the greatest of seasons, obviously. Two and six overall, only one and four in the conference. Wins over Lincoln Memorial and the only conference win against Bethune-Cookman. But this team, there were some relatively high, say, expectations for the team going into the season, being picked to finish third in the preseason poll, but currently in fifth place. So how would you say the season has played out thus far relative to those expectations uh, within the program, within the fan base, and even the, within the media? Well, the expectations were extremely high because of what you just said, the way they finished the season last year. I mean, they came within an eyelash of winning the West. I mean, they had that scenario the last week of the season and everything went the way it was supposed to do, except TSU blew like a 17 point lead. They didn't hang on to win the game and everything else went the way it was supposed to. So they didn't win the conference of the championship in the West and they had an opportunity to. And then this year, like you said, you know, at the conference media day, they were picked to finish third. And a lot of people were surprised about that. But, you know, they, they showed a lot of talent last year. And 
man, to be honest with you, coming into this year, they've had a couple of games. I mean, the opening game we did against uh, Prairie View A&M, TSU had a huge lead. I think it was a 17-point lead there again in the fourth quarter, and they could not hang on. That was the case again. Uh, uh, we did Florida A&M, and you would mm-hmm. think A&M yeah. right, would be a big advantage in that matchup, you know, which they were favored to win, and they were, but TSU led at the half. You know, they came right. out, they just yeah. threw down. Them, they led at the half, and then things just got away from them in the second half. And then last week, uh, they had a similar situation against Southern. They led in the ball game, but could not close the deal. And if there's one thing that describes Texas Southern this year, is they have not been able to close the deal. They played well despite some injuries. You know, as you well know, their quarterback Andrew Body, uh, after the first game, they put him down for a redshirt year. He had a shoulder injury that just did not get well, like everybody thought. You know, he would recover, but they brought in Jace Wilson and Jace Wilson as week after week, he's uh, consistently gotten better and better with this team, with this offense. You know, they have a great running attack and it's, it's tough to put your finger on it, but they've been right there, Corey. They've been right there. And I, I can promise you, T.C. Taylor is telling his team all this mm-hmm. week, not sleep on this team. Do not sleep on this team because they have some ability. They have some skill players. They have some offensive uh, ability. And they've been playing better defense defensively lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's usually coach speak when they say that don't sleep on this team. I mean, that's what they're supposed to say, but but it's true. It's true. This team, like you said, they've been. You said last year within, a, I think you said an eyelash of, of winning the division, but in the past couple of weeks, I played these teams very closely. FAMU got us excited because we we're just hoping and praying for FAMU lost, and you know was hoping that you could that they could pull it off. Obviously, came up short, but Southern. That's a game that if you could just kind of recap the ending. A crazy wild ending for those who missed it. What what happened in that Southern game right there at the end? Well, it came right down to it. And, and Southern got that late touchdown on the ground. But what what goes, I guess, missed throughout the whole thing was, again, the lead Texas Southern had late. And they could not mm-hmm. – you know, you lead late in the game like that, you would think uh, the key to victory is you move the ball. You don't have to score when you lead by 17. Mm-hmm. You just have to move the ball and pick up first downs and run the clock and handle that situation. And and for some reason, they have not been able to do that. But um, uh, again, don't let that fool you because this, this is a much, much better team than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk about some of their struggles this season. What have you seen? uh, What's really kind of been hampering this team? Well, and uh, they've had some problems defensively coming up with the big stop when they need it. I mean, the defense is much improved this year. It's a lot better than the defensive team they had last year. They had trouble getting off the field last year. That That's not the case. Like I said, Florida A&M could not do anything versus uh, Texas Southern during the first half. They just had them just locked down. In fact, they did not get a – they got a touchdown. If, I'm, if memory serves me correct, it was like a minute and a half left in the first half, uh, inside a minute and a half, when Florida A&M scored for the first time to mm. make it like a 14 game. And uh, – TSU had also missed the field goal in that game. So they had an opportunity. It could have been an even bigger lead than that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you look at them and you look at what they have, you look at the running attack and you've got Ladarius Owens, who's leading the conference in rushing now. He moved ahead when Irv Mulligan got hurt, mm-hmm. you know, opened the door, Irv missed the last couple of games. So now you have Ladarius Owens and he's just a, a fantastic player for, for them. They rely on him a lot. Uh, Jace Wilson, I mentioned, stepped in at quarterback for Andrew Body. He's the kind of guy, he's been a more than a serviceable guy. I mean, he doesn't 
turn the ball over. That's a really, really big deal. He takes his time. He's very careful with the ball, throws a lot of safe passes. Uh, and they've had some trouble. If you want to know where they've had trouble, is at the receiver position, and that is okay. keeping people healthy. That's been an issue for them because if you look, it was like the game two weeks ago, they had two guys out. Derek Martin was out, and he missed the game, and A.J. Bennett, who had been one of their bigger uh, receivers, was out of the game. But during that time, they got Quay Davis, you know, mm -hmm. chance you guys familiar with Quay Davis. Absolutely. Yeah. So he he's done a great job for Texas uh, Southern. He got to coming in from Jackson State. And then also uh, it's a young man. Um, excuse me. Trenton Leary. Another tight end. Trenton Leary. Yeah. Leary's yeah. done better. We've got Jaron Johnson at tight end, who's tight also end, yeah. ex excellent, excellent player. You know, he missed almost two years of football with that knee injury. Mm -hmm. And he came back and now he, he looked like he never left. He looks he looks really good. Really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And despite the early season struggles, well, the struggles throughout the season, they played much better football, I'd say, in the last two games. We talked about FAMU and Southern uh, losing by 10 to the uh, Eastern Division champions. We got to give it up to FAMU and uh, losing in overtime to Southern. And they're currently tied for first in the West. So that has to bode well for the rest of the season and maybe even into the future. What would you say has somewhat been working for them the last two games? And, and I say they were quotations because they, they did, of course, lose those games. But, but what are some of the, I guess, positive takeaways? Well, the best thing that they have done, and it's an intangible thing, is they have been able to put away some of the biggest disappointments. I mean, that game, losing in overtime to Prairie View, there was so much hype behind that game, and they played so well for three and a half quarters. I mean, they played excellent football. They had this game won, and to lose it like that and uh, to have Prairie View rally come from way back like that score in the last – minute of the game you know the last final seconds really and send it into overtime and then to lose an overtime on the field goal i mean it was just it was very frustrating and, and that's the those are the kind of heart wrenching losses there that would just kill a team but somehow uh clarence mckinney has kept them focused he's kept them in it every week they show up and they play well and that that's a tribute to him and his staff because it's very difficult to do we mentioned the way they lost to southern last week the last second touchdown there you know, they it just, you know, to play well against Alabama A&M, you know, they have not really been rewarded. They've played so much better than that record. You talked about the two wins. This is a lot better team than that. But I think the biggest mm -hmm. thing for them is the way they've been able to keep their focus. Because that's not always, you know, an easy thing to do when you're losing like that. It starts to take a toll on a team. You know, you get kind mm -hmm. of disappointed. But they've kept up the energy. You know, they've kept up the excitement. And, and I'm, I'm anxious to see which uh, TSU team shows up today, if it's that same, t uh, excuse me, on Saturday, if it's mm -hmm. that same TSU team that's been playing with so much fight, you know, and so much the bringing it to the battle. I want right. to see that. It's interesting that you talk about that. That's actually one of the things I wanted to ask you, just coming off of, uh, of an emotional loss, how the team, how you expect the team to respond, but, you know, losing in the fashion that they did and, and having a, you know, a big game coming up against Jackson State. It seems like Coach McKinney has kind of kept this team in good spirits and positive heading into the next game, despite what happened previously. Well, and, I, and if, if T.C. Taylor was here with us right now, he would say everybody gets up for Jackson State. And so that that, is that's true. Pretty, that's a good point. That's an extra motivating factor this week, that they know they're playing Jackson State and Jackson State uh, cannot win the East. You know, we, we talked about Florida A&M has already won. But, boy, there's still a lot ahead that they're playing mm -hmm. for. And and, and they're the, you know, you're the defending champion last couple of years. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody gets fired up for Jackson State. So 
I, I'm anxious to see what TSU team comes out and just how they play because they played well. I mean, Florida A&M has already clinched the East. You know, they're the best in the East. You have to give it to them. Yes, mm-hmm. you get them really, really well. So I'm, I'm anxious to see how that works out. I want to go back to that quarterback situation for a second. You mentioned Andrew Body, the household name in the swag. Like I said, he was, you know, he was expected to have a huge season, but ended up taking the medical red shirt. And, and in comes quarterback Jace Wilson. You mentioned him as well. He's a Furman transfer, and he threw for over 1,500 yards and double-digit touchdowns there. So just tell me a little bit more about him. What type of quarterback is he, and how has he played for TSU? Well, he, he's not like an overly fast guy, and, and he doesn't have the the, the biggest arm. You know, he doesn't have the cannon for an arm. But the thing about him is he's a coach's son. And he has a okay. really good understanding of the game and what they're trying to do from an offensive standpoint. And he d- does a good job of uh, working with these guys. You know, it took a, took a little bit before he got on the same page with his receivers and that kind of stuff. But now uh, everything that I hear over there, they've all adjusted to him and he's adjusted to them. And a lot of that has to do with just the fact that he's been around the game his whole life. And he really, really understands that. He actually had went to a camp, a football camp. So the connection goes way back. He went to a football camp with Coach McKinney's son. Okay. Yeah, a, a couple of years ago. So, I mean, they're, they, you know, they had some connection to Texas Southern, uh, at, you know, since before he went to Furman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And going back to the running back as well, the Ladarius Owens, especially with the wide receiver unit struggling a bit. Well, not even struggling, but having, you know, missing some bodies, just not being at full strength. Uh, you know, he's been a huge spark for him. You mentioned he's the leading rusher in the swag, just under a thousand yards on the season. He expects to go over a thousand against Jackson State. We, we, we hope to hold him below it, but, you know, nonetheless, seven yards per carry. Talk about the, his importance to the team. And are they, would you say they're a, a run first team because of him coupled with the, the loss of body? Yeah, I would say that. I, I would say that definitely. Um, and, and but he is a special, special talent. You know, I mean, he got he got married over the off season. You know, I mean, okay. the, the, that's been a big deal. And you know, usually you get married, and, and it helps with the maturity factor. And but he's a smart kid too. He's a biologist. I mean, he's been doing all of that. But you look, he's he's closing in. Like you said, he's trying to go over a thousand yards. He's also trying to become the leading in Texas Southern history before the wow. end of the. So he's, okay. he's close in on that. But when you watch him run, I mean, he does so much for this team. And I, I think I'd be interested to see what Coach McKinney would say about it. But it looks like, you know, to me right now, they are a run first team. And then they look to take the pass whenever after the run is established in the game. But you can't say enough about Ladarius Owens. And he's running back kickoffs and doing a great mm-hmm. job. Just, he's just doing a super job right now for Texas Southern. Yeah, you know, catching out of the back. As well, Coach, commend, uh, Coach uh, McKinney commend him on that. And I know uh, they're down a, a preseason uh, all-swack return specialist as well. So it looks like he's just Mr. Utility filling in wherever. And uh, along with that, with that, uh, run, that rushing attack, looking at the old line, they seem to have pretty good offensive line play this season. As, as we said, they're paving the way for the SWAC's leading rusher, only giving up nine sacks per game. So has the old line play been consistent as it seems on paper? Yeah, it has. It, it has. And then I also should mention that Ja'Cory Howard is still in the mix in the backfield. I mean, he gets in the game. He brings a lot of that mm-hmm. power to open things up for Owens also. But you mentioned the line, and and the line has to do a lot better this year. That was one of the things they went into the offseason wanting to work on. They wanted to uh, come back this year, do a better job protecting body. It's just too bad that he wasn't healthy, and now it's Jace back there trying to do the job for Texas Southern. But they have experience on that line. They got Jack Nance, the center. I mean, he's been a starter for 
he might maybe four years. I mean, so mm-hmm. they have a lot of experience. They have guys that have been around and done the job on that old line. And this year that they are doing a lot better job protecting the quarterback. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's why they've had success. And I, I say success and, and they have had success. It just hasn't turned out into wins and losses because this mm-hmm. is a better team than their record uh, indicates at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, they're averaging just under 20 points per game offensively against SWAC opponents at least, but they're giving up 31 points a game. Give us a quick overview on their defense. I know you touched on it uh, earlier, but give us a little bit more. Yeah, you can talk about it. Well, everything on their defense starts with Jacob Williams. I mean, the mm-hmm. middle. I mean, he starts with everything. Mm-hmm. He's a size linebacker, but man, he plays all over the field. I mean, he does it. the win over Bethune Cookman. You mentioned that that was one of their two wins. That Cookman. he had a strip fumble, uh, running back mm-hmm. going in for what looked like down ball is like at the five yard line he strips the ball out takes it and runs 95 yards for a touchdown mm. so he's been the leader on that defense and he's been the leading tackler and he's just he's just been all over the field and, and you'd have to say he's kind of like the heart and soul of that defense i mean he's really been doing a good job of uh uh just kind of bringing the intensity on that defense but there's another big ball they have elinus well he's a transfer from Nichols. Mm-hmm. yeah State and he's done a good job up front on the defensive line. I mean, he's a big fella. You know, he's he's probably pushing three. If I had to get probably pushing three bills, but uh, uh, he's been doing a great job. He's got sacks this year. He's 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 just been all over the all over the field. I mean, he's uh, 5.5 tackles for loss. I was just looking at it a minute ago. 2.5 sacks he has on the year. I mean, he's just been an outstanding addition to that team. But you just go down the list. Vermontez Pippins has been good on the line also. I mean, uh, and Isaiah Bogarty from his linebackers mm-hmm. yep. has also done a good job with Williams. So they're better defensively. Last year, the de- defense was a huge problem for Texas Southern University, and, and they've made some huge strides defensively this year. Yeah, just you know, looking at the roster, you mentioned these guys, but Jacob Williams leading the team in tackles at 77. Uh, you mentioned Isaiah uh, Brogarty, 66. He's right behind him. And then even uh, Javius Williams, I don't know if his name has come up, but uh, 50 tackles on the season from that Tiger position. So definitely a number of guys who, who can get it done on the defensive side. Uh, one thing that they've struggled with also, though, has been just the, uh, in the penalties. They're the second most penalized team in the conference, over 80 yards a game. I know that has to be driving Coach McKinney up a wall. And that's what's been happening. That's what's been happening, Corey. In, in key points of the game, they'll get a big penalty that'll derail a drive. You know, that happened in the Prairie View game. You know, they were up, like I said, up 17. You get the ball, you're moving, you're doing this, you're doing that penalty. All of a sudden, you're punting it back, and they, they're getting an opportunity. Or you had a big interception like they had in that mm-hmm. game. Body threw a big interception downfield, gave the ball back to Prairie View. That was an opportunity that they shouldn't have had. You, to be mm-hmm. honest with you about that, you turn the ball over in that situation – Man, you just, you know, it's like we were saying before, if you don't give away the opportunities, you probably win the game because there's a not, not enough possessions left in that game for them to come back and win unless you do something to help them out. So the penalties have definitely factored into that because you get the key penalty that puts you, you're coming up in your third and two, and all of a sudden you get a holding call, and that puts you back, and now it's, it's third and 12. So it's, it's a huge thing, and that's something they've struggled with this year, and they've been trying to, ironed out as the season has gone on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So big test for both Tigers coming up this season. Jackson State trying to solidify, uh, you know, the, the first season under Coach T.C. Taylor, hoping to, to go nine and three, which would be, I'm sorry, eight and three if we if we can win out. That is, but you know, currently sitting at six and three. So I think that would be a pretty huge accomplishment for a first year coach, considering what we lost in the transfer portal and overhauling the team completely. Because if you look around the swag at first year coaches, you see a lot of you know one win teams. So I think so far, great job for, for Coach Taylor. And as I said, you've called – it'll be the fifth game you've called this season. So what are your yeah. thoughts about the team under Coach Taylor? Uh, and he spent some time on Texas Southern staff early in his, in his career as well. What are your thoughts on, on Jackson State? Well, you know, Coach T.C. Taylor's done a great job with that team. I mean, he picked up right where uh, Standards left off, and he's added his own little touch to it. And and the move to go to Jacoby and Morgan at mm-hmm. quarterback, I, you know, that was huge. I mean, we, we saw the game because we've done Jackson State so much this year. He gradually worked him back into it. You know, he had the hand surgery mm-hmm. and set back a little bit. But then when he brought him in, I think it was – I can't remember which game it was first, but he brought him in. in Alabama a Yeah, the special um, – he was on goal line packages. Mm-hmm. He was getting in there, and you could tell right from that point, I'm like, this guy's going to be a load to stop on that goal line. And the, mm-hmm. the first games he even played in, he had three touchdowns. So, and, and last week he threw the ball well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. And, and it was, I don't know if you know it or not, it was raining a lot before the game. So, yeah, it yeah. was still conditions in Pine Bluff. It did finally settle down. But it was pretty much a wet field when that game started. And, um, you know, he, he's been very impressive. He's been very, very impressive. And I like the story TC told about recruiting him, how he had recruited him out of mm-hmm. high school. Syracuse won the battle. He goes to Syracuse and he said, but you know what? He said, Butch, I stayed in touch with the family, kept talking to him because mm-hmm. you know, and lo and behold, no, no. He, he, he felt like he should leave Syracuse. And guess where he goes? He goes to Jackson State. So that, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's a master recruiter right there. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely recruiting. Yeah, you know, great job by Coach uh, Taylor. And, uh, you know, great story as far as, uh, you know, Jacoby and Morgan. And, you know, obviously just kind of working his way in. I know he was in the mix uh, as far as in that quarterback competition before he uh, hurt his hand right before the season. So that set him back about, you know, four weeks or so. And I. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say. And the other big thing is, too, you know, Irv Mulligan, who was having Mm -hmm. an outstanding year. I mean, he was the leading rusher in the conference when he got injured Mm -hmm. and missed the last two games. But they got J.D. Martin back. Mm-hmm. Last week, he looked like man, he had didn't miss a step. I mean, it's a bit, yeah. quick, he had the fresh legs, he got in there, he made some good runs, showed he can still catch the ball. Uh, so I mean, the, you know, and you got you got little Miller also in the mm-hmm. backfield. <laughs> you know, I'm mm-hmm. gonna say Aubrey, but that's the, yeah, the big yeah. Miller, but you have a mod in the backfield, so uh, a lot of talented, talented players. Also, Rico Powers didn't play uh, mm-hmm. last week. Uh, but a lot of other guys stepped up on the offensive end from a receiving standpoint. And mm-hmm. you know, what, Seven McGee, I covered this, just to give you a little background, man. I, I covered Seven McGee when he was when he was in high school. I guess he was wow. playing USA football. Okay, and he, was, he was on the USA All Star team, and they were playing mm-hmm. these all over the country. And I was doing uh, the color for that broadcast for ESPN. And so we, I saw him. I guess he was a senior in high school. And mm-hmm. he, he he was something special, man. He could he could he could get up and go. I mean, he has some some skills. And so wow. you got him also transferring back to Jackson State. So they have a lot of stuff going on. And then defensively, I mean, you know, wow. That's that's the turnovers that Jackson State has been creating. In fact, Coach, uh, what TC told us the last we're going to visit with them tomorrow. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, but what he told us last week was he said, you know, I finally told my offense 
you guys just need to settle down and be cool because the defense will give you some extra opportunities. So there's no sense in putting all that pressure on, on what you're doing because you could take your time, get your job done because you're going to get extra opportunities. Mm -hmm. A lot of talent on this team, again, considering what we lost. And then uh, not, not only prior to the season, but just throughout the season. As every team, I know, uh, you know, Texas Southern has some, you know, some players they've lost as well but when you talk about you know minus and or mulligan minus and then you have uh you know the freshman step in you have moultrie and then you have jd come back and you lose a rico uh, powers but you have a fabian mccray number nine who steps in right where rico left off so a lot of talent on the team and Jackson state will definitely be the favorites this saturday but what would you say tsu would need to do in order to leave jackson with the win well you touched on it a minute ago I think for, for them to leave it with with the win is they just have to find some kind of way to close. Mm -hmm. First of all, you know, they got to, you got to play well enough to keep yourself in the game. And they've done that at times this year. They played well enough to be in games, what they could have won. What they haven't done is close those games out, picked up the first downs, not had the key penalties, not turn the ball over in the fourth quarter. I mean, th those are the big things for them. I mean, they played well enough to, to beat some good teams this year. And that's why I think they're a dangerous team, because if you just get to looking at their record, it'll it'll lull you to sleep. And, and this team is better than that. Even with the backup quarterback playing, they're a lot better than that. And uh, I just think if they just stop some of these um, critical, critical penalties and hold on to the football, um, you know, that that's what it's going to take for them. But, you know, Jackson State is a tough, tough team to stop offensively. There are just so many weapons there. Uh, it, it, it just I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to mm -hmm. be a great I, I'm just excited to see it. You said it. We are looking forward to it as well. Great weather that we are expecting. Uh, it's a blackout, Jackson State fans. It is a blackout, a 2 o'clock kickoff. Of course, you can catch the game live on ESPN Plus with the great Butch Alcindor. Uh, so we won't take up any more of your time. I know you're busy getting prepared for the game. So, again, we thank you, and we look forward to that call on this Saturday. Thank you, Corey. You take care. All right, you too. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club is presented by Bet Online.